Welcome back to The Bruno Brief, a podcast from the Brown Daily Herald and WBRU. I'm Ben Glickman. The Instagram account, Brown U Memes, has taken the campus by storm in recent weeks. Steinbrugge is a one-man meme machine. After the university announced new COVID-19 restrictions two weeks ago, sophomore Chaz Steinbrugge's account has been vocally critical of the administration, and he's gained over 1,000 followers. His video of public health school dean Ashish Jha explaining that students should eat outdoors, edited against the backdrop of a thunderstorm on Patriots Court, has racked up almost 2,000 likes. Let's not eat indoors for a while. Um, So you can grab your meal, because obviously you can't wear a mask when you're eating. Grab your meal, sit outside with friends. That's an extraordinarily safe thing. And his paparazzi-esque photo of Christina Paxson unmasked at a football game has stirred up controversy on campus. Steinbrugge, who has been creating memes since early high school on a page called Trigamimetry, has garnered over 7,000 followers to his Brown U Memes account. We sat down with Chaz in the studio to learn more about his recent popularity. First of all, can you tell me how I should say your last name? Steinbrugge. 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 Chaz, yeah, perfect. Chaz, Chaz Steinbrugge. Steinbrugge. Yeah. Chaz Steinbrugge, welcome to The Bruno Brief. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Can you briefly introduce yourself to the listeners? My name's Chaz. I run a few meme pages on Instagram and TikTok and recently started one called Brown New Memes that has been posting content about campus life. Tell me a little bit about how you got started with this meme page in particular, Brown You Memes, and then tell us also about your other page that you have. I started the account before I'd even come to Brown, and it was originally just for the class of 2024 because, you know, we weren't on campus, and I wanted to try to create more of a sense of community for us. And once I finally got to campus, I thought, you know, I, this, this content applies to other grades. I might as well change it from Brown 2024 memes to Brown U memes. I originally started in memes my freshman year of high school with an account called Trigamimetry. The mission of the account was to combat meme plagiarism. Not, not a super big issue to most people, but one I sort of took hold of. So I posted credited tweets with the permission of the author and also with the help of a follower of mine, created a website called memecitations.com that let people cite their own memes in MLA format. So that that grew over time, and that's sort of where I got most of my meme experience for Brand New Memes. Part of that first meme account was creating meme explainer videos as well. So I'm going to make a few quick videos to help educate you all on meme history. Squidward Dabbing was a huge meme in 2016, and it comes from this vine from the Universal Studios Amusement Park. So... How big a role do memes and, like, your accounts play in your daily life? Was that something that you talked about maybe on your college applications or anything like that? Like, was that a big enough part of your life that it made it there? I think it was the one good selling point on the application. Actually, my admissions officer sent me an email and was like, I really like the meme website. So, yeah, no, it's a big part of my life. And it definitely becomes more and less important just sort of in phases, I guess. In the past week, for example, as Brand New Memes has gained a lot of attention and followers and things like that, I've definitely been posting more. But there are also periods where I'm busy with, you know, schoolwork or personal life where I uh, am less focused on it. 
I think that there's been a lot of change in the last week. Tell us a little bit about that. What has your past week been like? So basically, the university released new COVID guidelines. And having my platform with about 5,700 followers at the time, I thought it'd be a good place to voice the concerns of the students in, you know, a meme condensed format so that people could voice their frustrations with the new guidelines and sort of just have a shareable way to talk about the new changes on campus. The growth, especially in response to the COVID policies, has been significant. I've gained now over a thousand followers in the past week. So the growth has definitely been quick. And, you know, I think a lot of people are checking the content pretty consistently. I think that your page is right now an interesting mix between some more traditional meme content and pretty, I think, explicit criticism of the administration. I wonder if you could give me a definition of what you think a meme is and if you think that your page is doing that or it's doing something else, maybe. So I guess definition of a meme is really any humorous internet content that can be shared or parodied online, I'd say. And I definitely post things that aren't memes, I would say. I concede that point. I definitely want the account to have a foundation in memes because I think I, it wants, I want it to be a fun place for people to have a laugh. But, you know, at certain points when I saw inconsistencies in university policy and things that I wasn't happy with, I thought it was a good place to share my concerns. So I definitely have a few posts that I wouldn't consider a meme and were more of just an outright criticism. And I think it's a good platform to post both of those things in unison. I think, I think people responded well to alternating between, you know, humorous content and then some concerns of the student body that they can um, give input on and share with others. Some students agree with this assessment. Senior staff writer Rebecca Carcieri spoke with Brown U Memes fan Nathan Ramrakiani, class of 2023, about the account's impact. It serves two purposes is one being kind of it allows people to like healthily channel like their frustration into maybe a little bit more of a socially acceptable format and then two i think it does give students like a little bit of a sense of power in terms of being able to kind of get back at the administration or get back whoever's doing whatever they're doing with these new followers tell us about how you've been kind of promoting um, your account around campus so I've promoted a bunch with stickers and things like that. I've handed out a lot of stickers to classmates and people who are interested in the account. And honestly, I, I've done most of my promotion just by creating more content. Like making, making memes recently that appealed to parents made it go slightly viral in like the parent Facebook group and drove in some traffic. I like the idea of something going viral in a parent's group. <laughs> it was an honor. I'd never experienced that before. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think parents liked about that? I mean, have you gained a lot of followers from them? So a, one of the biggest jumps in followers probably I've ever had was when my account was screenshotted and posted in a parent's Facebook group. So I woke up and just saw I was getting a lot of followers in sequence, which was kind of bizarre. And just looking at the profiles, I could kind of tell they were parents, uh, <laughs> maybe just created an Instagram account or something. Uh, it, 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 they were clearly not students. So I think parents were angry about the new guidelines on Facebook to have sort of this meme account news source on 
uh, what the school is getting wrong about the COVID guidelines, I think was really helpful and engaging for them because, you know, they only know what their kids are telling them in the short term. In the moment, like the night the restrictions came out, uh, I posted like one or two times with a lot of content. Yeah, I mean, in the context that maybe some parents who are angry at the administration might be following, how would you respond to a critique that certain posts could be critical without any sort of productive element to it? Yeah, that's a fair judgment. Like the way I see a lot of the things I'm posting, it's like, should the student body know that this is happening? You know, I'm definitely interested in in getting more involved in student government and things like that and, you know, coming to solutions to these things. You know, for now, I, I think it is important for people to know these kinds of things. You know, it's definitely critical, a lot of my posts, but... Giving people this information, uh, you know, allows them to form their own opinion. And, you know, hopefully in the future, we can be more active and helping shape university policies. Yeah. I I wonder, have you found that people are receptive to that? Or are there people who maybe would prefer you stick to kind of funny memes about campus life, that kind of thing? So I think people are happy to have a place where when the university does something they're not happy with, They know there's this uh, social media account that will respond to it, call it out, maybe have a meme or two. But I think people like the sort of like instantaneous response as opposed to other publications on campus that, you know, take a little longer to get news out. I don't think there has been much uh, negative feedback just because I'm filling a niche uh, in two areas that previously weren't filled on campus. Can memes be an effective news source? Nathan seems to think so. The memes sort of uh, are honestly part of the way where I kept my news even in these cases because I hear about them on Brown You Mean before I hear about them and, you know, a published article really means they're fast, very fast uh, way of getting information out. Chaz, I think that you, you raise an interesting point about publications not being as instantaneous as, say, a social media account like yours. Do you think that you kind of have some sort of ethical responsibility kind of as someone who's reporting these news facts or or do you see yourself as separate from that? Hmm. I think because of how short my posts are, I'm usually reporting opinions in these criticisms that, you know, don't rely on that many facts that I need to check. Like, if I think it's bad that there are like big mountains of trash around campus, I can just go out, take pictures of it and see it. I know that's true, and I feel comfortable making a post immediately about it. So I think when you're writing longer form content, you know, you need editors, you need a lot of people to look at it because, you know, it's more fact-based content. Whereas mine is humorous, it's a little more opinionated, so I think there are less... It can just be just be me voicing my opinions. We have kind of student publications, the Brown Daily Herald, for example, and activists who try to hold the administration to account. How do you think you fit in with these other groups? Do you think that that brings some responsibilities to you as someone who's doing that similar work, even though, like you said, it might be on a shorter time frame? I definitely have responsibilities. You know, making sure the things I am commenting on are accurate is definitely important. But I think I definitely have similar obligations in a sense that I need to bring up issues that are important enough to bring to the attention of the student body and other similar things, making sure I'm focusing on important issues within the university. But when it comes to, you know, other publications 
And I'm not I'm not entirely sure what the Daily Herald processes are like in other publications, but I think a lot of it comes down to the length of the content and the amount of facts that are in the content and things like that. You know, in the modern social media environment, when you're posting a picture and adding a one-sentence caption, I think it's okay to be faster when releasing that content because it's presenting less facts and leaving a lot more up to the viewer to come to their own conclusions. I wonder, have you had any contact with the university, maybe about some of your posts that were more critical or about the account in general? I I do think it's, I think it's kind of ironic that your memes played a role in you coming to Brown um, and now you're kind of a vocal critic of the administration, if you are okay with me labeling it that way. Yeah, so it's definitely a bit ironic that they accepted me based on memes, and now I sort of use them to critique the university. In high school, I ran uh, my student council social media pages and did it in a very similar way with, you know, memes and then more serious criticisms of the school. So I think I've been, I, I was honest in my application in my background on memes and interest in getting involved in a student life. And no, I haven't been reached out to by the administration, but I'm always happy to talk to anyone who works for the school. What kind of impact do you think your account has had on your class specifically? Because obviously you guys came here in unique circumstances with the COVID pandemic. You mentioned before that you wanted to kind of uh, bring a sense of community. Do you think that you've done that for your class or for Brown as a whole? I mean, I don't want to take too much credit. At the end of the day, it, it, can, it can only help so much in bringing a sense of community. But, you know, I've had people tell me that they that it's helped them feel connected to other students, you know, when they first get here and we all got here in isolation back in uh, January. So I think it's helped a lot to just, like, show students how much more there is at Brown. Because, you know, during the pandemic, we can't have as big of gatherings. We can't be together as much. And so to be able to congregate online and, you know, share these funny stories and frustrations and, you know, all these emotions about the university, I think it's helping people feel at home when they come to this new place during such uh, difficult circumstances. Let's talk about some of your posts. I, I wonder if you have any favorites, content you've produced recently, maybe. I know in the past day, you've been posting a few videos of skunks in various community buildings yeah so what do you think is kind of your favorite content that you put out there yeah i have tons of favorites bring up the skunks one of my favorite posts recently is definitely the skunk that went into the ratty in the ratty because i love you know light-hearted not too controversial news i guess in quotations uh that i can post you know it's just a uh, skunk walked into the ratty and we got a picture of it, so I said breaking news, sort of sarcastically. <laughs> and I'd say that's definitely one of my favorite types of content to make. Like when Keeney got struck by lightning and the chimney exploded, it was exciting for me to like gather photos of that and post it immediately for people to see. I want to finish with this question. How do you feel about what your page has become and grown to be over this past year of you running it? It's gone way better than I could have expected. I'm, I'm really happy with, you know, sort of the niches I'm filling on campus and, you know, providing a sort of new form of uh, campus comedy or even lighthearted journalism on certain issues. So, you know, I think just where things are headed, you know, in the entire country, having a meme account, you know, 
post things like this, I think is just representative of where social media is going and, you know, how students enjoy consuming content. So I think I'm definitely uh, working towards things I'm passionate about with all my content and hopefully improving the information economy on campus. Chaz Steinbrugge, thanks so much for being on The Bruno Brief. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. This has been The Bruno Brief. Our show is produced by Livy Burdett, Corey Gelb-McNell, Max Karpowicz, Katie Pickens, and me, Ben Glickman. If you like what you hear, subscribe to The Bruno Brief wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.